0: Thank y'all for tuning into politics, religion and whiskey, the Josh Terry podcast brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Today I have got, uh, two of my friends in here with me. One is a very talented musician and one's is just very talented. Uh, whatever, whatever she does, Miss Megan Fowler and Miss Lisa Williams. Hello ladies. How are y'all doing today? What's
1: happening? What's up? We're doing good.
0: This is weird. I always say that this is weird <laughs> when I start a podcast with people I know, but, uh, Y'all are just so interesting. You're super talented in music, and I can't wait for more people to hear of you. And Lisa, you're just fucking cool. <laughs> like, I just—I <laughs> like, have never met a person that just did not like you.
1: That's the same with you. I mean, oh, you're lying.
0: You. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't worry. You—you you don't have to lie on this show. No, um, but no, I'm super excited about this. one. I think the next hour is going to be a good one, so y'all buckle up. This is going to be fun. Uh, so Megan. For those who don't know you, uh, drop your social media links and stuff first, and then I want you to kind of tell us how you got into music and where you're from and all that good stuff.
2: Um, So basically, you can go to my website, MeganFowlerMusic.com. Um, all of my social media links are there. You can check me out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all social media. I'm, I'm starting to get into TikTok, but I really haven't jumped on that bandwagon. You have
0: there. to. I, I hate I, I'm literally hiring a girl to just do TikTok.
2: Well, I'm telling you, TikTok is the way to go nowadays. It's just, and I don't
0: understand. I finally got to that old man stage where I don't understand a social media platform. <laughs> so I don't get TikTok at all. Like I was asking yesterday if it was like Snapchat to this girl. <laughs> and she's like, no, dumbass, or otherwise, it'd be Snapchat. I,
2: I feel like with TikTok, I feel like, and this is what I tell people: I feel like we've dumbed down society so much that oh, we just watch you. videos of s- the most stupid things, and we get entertainment out of it. But hey, it's free entertainment, so whatever. But anyways, so no, 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 we can I'm stay on getting... that
0: topic all day. I work <laughs> in social media, and I hate it.
2: <laughs> yeah, social media—you have a love-hate relationship with it always, um, but. I'm not on out yet, but I'm gonna get there eventually. I, people are riding me about it, and I'm like, I just don't really have that much of an exciting life outside of music. I bet you, you do. I'm just an average Joe. Well, <laughs> there's no way. There's, <laughs> I mean, Lisa, Lisa is the mayor of Macon, so that's um.
0: You are. You're gonna be the mayor of Macon. I will be.
2: She basically without a doubt. Knows her. I can't. I can go to another state with Lisa, and she's gonna know somebody. Guilty. And I'm like, how? How? I don't understand. I don't get it.
0: <laughs> I. Hey, she's super likable and uh like I said, I've it's rare that you never hear a complaint about somebody, especially you running a business. Thank you. The best pizza place without me sticking my foot in my mouth. <laughs> if there's any other pizza places that want to sponsor, you know, they didn't pay for this. <laughs> <clears throat> just saying, you know, but uh the way that you conduct yourself just in business and everything, I think it's made you very just somebody you want to be around somebody you want to know and then the product that y'all push out over at jacks i take my fat ass up there and eat every time i can it took me for it (laughs) took me forever to get in the door like to actually come up there because it was in mercer village and i was like i don't want to go you like college kids got hate college kids (laughs) and then it didn't end up being like that it was a very cool adult atmosphere family friendly atmosphere and the food's just i
2: will say have you had the wings uh yeah oh, <laughs> oh, oh my gosh uh the wings are I, just so different compared to any other wings i've ever had and they're delicious i
0: have a go-to when i go there and i always have to leave with like a box of something because i order too much but i, I go there maybe once every two three weeks now but the wings and what's it the pizza pockets
1: the pepperoni rolls.
0: Holy shit! <laughs> when you told me last night that you wasn't going to be in making uh, like I'm late sorry. enough to pick up some, I was like,
1: "Fuck you, Lisa. next time." We'll I was mad. Time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but uh, besides for that, you actually help like with Megan with her actually like uh, I guess would manager be the right word? I don't know. what booking, you know, yeah, with you booking. Know, kind
2: of like my booking agent. She does a lot of bookings for me, and she's just everybody likes Lisa. And you know, as you know, as a musician and anybody trying to sell yourself is really hard. So having somebody else able to do that for you, it takes the
1: weight off, and it's awesome. And she's awesome at what she does. And See, it's awesome that she's awesome at what she does because it makes my job easier (laughs) i know uh
0: because like with us recording like the velvet sessions doing things like this so other people get a chance to get to know you uh and get to hear you because one thing that always screws up with lisa helping book places me booking places and everything is you will hear these demos and stuff from these artists and they have been so filtered they have Mm -hmm. been so auto-tuned and you're like oh this guy's gonna be awesome and they get there and you're like who the the hell hell are you (laughs) and where's the person i heard Uh, But with you, what I heard from you coming to the radio show back in the day when I was on radio and you coming in a while ago, you have this very unique, it's a very sweet southern sound, but you did like some 80s stuff a while ago.
2: And you
0: you did ironic as well from the 90s. Yes, And it's like, okay, I want to go have a beer and listen to this girl now.
2: Well, thanks. I'm, I'm a big, which I love '90s music, but '80s music is not jam. I don't care what kind of style music. Favorite it is.
0: band from the '80s.
2: Oh, you can't do that. That's not okay.
0: Good. Favorite bands. Uh, what's what like? What's Megan's go-to? Long road trip ahead of me. What are you listening to?
2: So, uh, it's hard to say. I typically am going to listen to '80s one-hit wonders because I love the one-hit wonders. You're places. a badass. They're so they're <laughs> You're so a weird, but. I will say that I typically just try to find a playlist because I'm more along the lines of like 80s pop style. I mean, I like some of the rock stuff, but I'm more 80s pop, and I think it's fantastic. I'm, I'm about
0: to lose my man card here with a lot of people <laughs> listening. I would rather listen to 80s pop all day than the majority of 80s rock.
2: That's awesome. I don't like. I'm I don't so like hair
0: bands. I just there's not. I see. I don't like Motley Crue.
2: That's okay, and what? I'm I'm right there with you. I do not. I don't
0: get it. I just don't get it. It, it's not. It's not bad, I guess. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know what this person is on stage. I don't know right. what they're doing. They're coked out of their mind, which everybody in the '80s was. But <laughs> that's I, why you
2: don't know what happens on. Yeah, are I don't about, know. But they're great. <laughs> but
0: then you roll around to the '90s, and like one of my favorite genres of music, music is like '90s rock. But mm-hmm. you literally can't understand any word they say. Yeah. Is Pearl Jam is. Some of the best shit I've ever listened to. Yeah. And I don't know half the the lyrics to it. When you go back and actually read the lyrics, it's like, oh, that's what they're saying.
2: Well, it's one of those things that I'm like, you know, in reality, how many times do we listen to a song because of the lyrics? Now, there's some country stuff that I listen to because of the lyrics, but we listen to it because of the melody and how it goes. I mean, or that's how I am.
0: I'm I'm so slow, though, on some things that uh, one of my all-time favorite, John, I love Elton John i love El- yes. all elton john music i am obsessed with with elton and tiny dancer for the longest time because i had heard i heard it as a child and I thought he was saying, hold me closer to Tony Danza for the longest time. <laughs> well, What's
2: Tony Danza guy? Yeah, I didn't know who the hell Tony
0: Danza was either until I figured out who it was. And it's like, this can't be who he's singing about. I didn't have Google. Oh my I didn't have anything. So I didn't have like, the lyrics. So I know I sung that for the wrong My daughter right now, I, she listens to the stuff I listen to because I make her. <laughs> um, and that song, rocked Me Like a Hurricane. Yes. She uh she thinks that it says watch me like a hurricane, and it is funny as hell. Like <laughs> when we're going down the road, not rock. Me, so watch me like a hurricane. <laughs> and you
2: don't want to correct her. I know. No.
0: I, I purposely tell my child how to say words wrong, <laughs> so like she thinks the way you say raccoon is raccoon. <laughs> so when she goes to school and they're like reading about Harold the Happy Raccoon, she's like, and Harold the Happy Raccoon," <laughs> and it's like, I mean, uh, they,
2: they might just think that she has a really southern accent. I mean. You yeah. never know. My dad did the same thing to me and still does the same thing to me
1: to this day.
0: How do y'all say caramel? Caramel. Y'all say caramel? Caramel. I see. I say caramel Our caramel.
1: We talked about this literally on Sunday. Oh, <laughs> really? So here, like,
0: yes. Ah, caramel. see? <laughs> we're <laughs> doing right a, this uh, we're doing a to
1: caramel apples at our Halloween bash this weekend. So it's caramel.
0: By the way, <laughs> speaking of shit, y'all are doing it Jags.
1: Yes, in the parking lot.
0: That out. pizza <laughs> that I ate the other day. You can tell about the Halloween thing in just a second. But <laughs> that pizza that y'all made me the other day that had the apples on it, I was scared of it until I put it in my mouth. And then I wanted to order a whole it, none of it made sense from looking at it. But I was like, no, if Lisa's saying it's good, I'm gonna try it. Um and it was amazing. Stush. What uh what y'all have going on saturday with halloween because this is going to drop this afternoon so hopefully there'll be some people here if they ain't got anything going on
1: yeah so um we have partnered with mercer university and uh tunes galore enterprises and we are doing a halloween homecoming bash uh this saturday night from seven to ten in the parking lot so it will be an outdoor event um we're going to have a live dj a costume contest and uh I wish I could show you guys this, but I'm gonna try my best to describe it. Okay. It's a magic mirror X. Uh, it's a life-size mirror photo booth, and they're gonna have augmented reality characters like a clown, a bat. Um, i trying to think what else, like a, a gorilla, gorilla. Uh, scarecrow. All these little characters come into the picture with you. Mm-hmm. So, in the picture, is there, but in reality, it's not. Yeah. So it looks so cool and real. Like uh, that's gonna be our main attraction. Um. Is is pretty badass. You're
0: gonna have every drunk college girl <laughs> at Mercer University.
1: I can't
0: wait. Uh, I would have to punch. I'm scared of clowns. If y'all was standing in there, you would punch
1: the mirror. Are then.
0: you scared of clowns? No, I not, am no. petrified of clowns.
2: That is the like least. I mean, that, I'm not scared of clowns at all. There are a lot of other things. I'm, I'm not scared.
0: even scared of like the scary. I'm scared of the scary ones, but like I'm talking about like Ronald McDonald freaks me the fuck out. Oh
2: my god! Now, right, now I would like, say I
0: don't like them. It's just it. Not to make light of a situation, but that's what I imagine a pedophile is. Like every time yeah. I see a clown, I don't know if I got like some stuff I've tucked down deep from going to a circus and getting <laughs> touched or something. But whatever it is, I'm scared shitless of clowns. My friends still mess with me to this day. Like I have this we're going on a bachelor trip next week. And one of my buddies is like my best friend growing up. His mom used to buy clown shit put it in my truck when we was in high school Mm-mm. Mm-mm. and I would like pull, I remember there was one time like I pulled my seat up to like do something behind it or put my book bag or something behind it and they had put, fucking put like a three foot clown in there and it was like a porcelain, <laughs> clown. I don't like dolls either. <laughs> like okay, now I, I'm, I, dolls I'm creep no, me those, out. Those
1: are creepy for sure. But
0: this was like a porcelain doll clown hybrid of death and I was scared shitless of it and uh so I don't, I I wish we I wish I could come Saturday. We've got an event Saturday.
1: I was gonna say you could take a picture of the clown. No, I mean it's it's like I said it's not there.
0: I take a picture <laughs> of clowns all picture. the time, but I usually call them exes. ta cha <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dad jokes, dad jokes, <laughs> king of dad jokes. Um, so Megan, what is some of the things? Are you playing anywhere this weekend? Are you playing at that?
2: No, I'm not. I'm actually playing in Dublin on Friday at Company Supplies. So okay, cool. I'll be. There from seven, is it seven thirty? Seven thirty to ten. So I'll be playing at Company Supply, which you've never, if you've never been to Company Supply, it's really cool a place. It, place. it really, we great do, food, like great atmosphere. It's
0: awesome. We do work across the street. Uh, we help with their social media at Saltwater Fishery. Yeah. But uh, Company Supply is extremely good. Very good wait staff. Really good people and everything there. Uh, they still got the oyster bar. I haven't been there in a yes. while. Yes,
2: they yes. still have that. Well, yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. That's it's reason always enough by itself to go. Yes, and typically, I mean... At and least to by, see you. There you go, that's right. And I mean, typically you. by, you know, I don't know, 9 o'clock, people have finally had enough, you know, and then to drink, and they start dancing. So there's not a whole lot of space to dance, but we'll make room.
0: Hey, that's all that matters. Uh, so what are some of your plans for 2021, since this year has went in the shitter for everybody? Um, yeah, just... <laughs> what is there anything that you plan on, any, you know... Demos you got coming out, any EPs you got coming out, anything big that you're looking forward to?
2: Um, so I've got um, I guess this year, I mean I've worked with bands in the past, um, but I've always kind of been known as a singer songwriter and just acoustic, you know, solo and um but I have a band now that next year my goal is to more or less break out of more of a singer songwriter and become more of the artist. I still wanna do singer songwriter stuff, but I want to You know, start playing some ticketed events and bigger shows and, you know, not just the background music. And I don't mean that bad. I mean, and it's not against anybody, you know, but at a lot of places that I play, you become background music. You do.
0: That's one of the things that uh, how we were talking about earlier about the uh, Riders' Rounds. Right. If you love music, a Riders' Round is like the most pure thing ever. And with acoustic acts, when you're at a restaurant or whatever, people don't really give a shit about it because no. it's not an intram- uh, intimate environment. Right. And you kind of get lost in it. You'll you'll see some of the best artists do acoustic acts around there and the people just, they don't pay them attention. So the background noise, I, I completely yeah. get. You're more talented than background oh. noise. Anyway. Yes, thank
2: for you. Sure. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's one of my goals for next year is more, you know, I'll still play some stuff, but I'll be a little more picky about what I play at, you know, where I play and, you know, because I just want to break, you know, in order to break, into that next level. Um, You know, you have to kind of stop some stuff and, you know, start doing more of the ticketed events and the bigger events. And um, that's kind of my goal for next year. Um, I am writing, so I'm hoping to hopefully get in the studio, hopefully in the next few months and release a couple of songs, Um, if not an EP, but hopefully a couple of songs out there. Because it's been a while since I've, it's been a hot minute since I've released (laughs) some new music. So you got to
0: come sit down and write with all of us one day. I'm down. Like And I I say me because I just throw ideas out there. I've got very good ideas, but I I can't play an instrument.
2: I'm all about bouncing ideas back and forth on each other. So if you have ideas, I will take it and try to run with it in the best way possible.
0: (laughs) What do you see yourself as uh, moving forward? Do you want to be known as a country artist or a mix or or, or what? Because you don't hit me as like... I mean, this with all due to respect towards her, because it ain't like she's ever going to hear the damn thing. Anyway, you don't hit me as like a Taylor Swift type. You hit no. me you hit me more of like Stevie Nicks, something like that kind of type. You sang uh, Allison, uh, not Allison. Alanis. Alanis. More said a while ago. Yeah. I don't know why the hell I said Alice. But no, you hit me as more of that. Yeah. Um,
2: I mean, I kind of, you know one thing I learned going back and forth to Nashville, I was in an arts development program and you know, you're there to be groomed as an artist and all this stuff. And one thing that they always told me was, you know, you need to stay true to who you are, no matter what, you know, if you run into a label that's like, Hey, you know, we want you to change your hair and do- we want you to sing like this and sing this and they're like stay true to who you are because people will see right through it. And who I am, I, I love country music and I love, I love when country music tells a story and, but I don't know that I'm class, I don't know that I can classify myself as a country artist. I want to say that I am, but I like too many different things. I love, we were talking about earlier, I love 80s stuff. Yeah. I love a mixture of things. I also lead worship, and so I'm a gospel singer as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I do a lot of different things, and I don't know that I can classify myself as a in my genre.
0: I think that if you were to classify yourself and it was kind of country ish, you'd be an Ashley McBride type. I'm Ashley McB- Ashley McBride has a lot of different genres that you can hear in her music, from soul to she. She's got a lot, and I think I think that, but she I also does. think that that's what makes it interesting with the artist. I'm surprised if you were in an artist uh, development program though, they didn't tell you to change all that stuff.
2: No, they you know they said stay true to who you are, and you know which that's also been close to you know eight years ago when I started that program. So you know a lot and of things. And how have old changed. are you? Twenty six. Twenty six.
0: You were a baby. I
2: was just a little <laughs> teenager, you know. They just
0: th- did your, your family go with you to Nashville? Oh, yeah. Are you parents, from there?
2: My parents went with me, and um, then once I turned 18, I started one by myself. Um, but before that, they always went with me because – you know, mom and daddy had to be right there with me for I everything. Shit, I don't
0: blame them. <laughs> but you no have a way. daughter, so you know. Oh yeah, no, you, you're an attractive woman. There's no way in hell I'm letting my daughter <laughs> at 17, 18 year olds go to Nashville. Yeah, they were. It'd be my luck that Gracie gets scooped up by Kid Rock, and then I got, <laughs> oh I got little pebbles running around everywhere. No, I don't think so. You get that kid? My engineer lady, she hates my dad jokes. It's funny because he's a rock. So if he had babies, they'd be pebbles. Oh my God. that's what that's what's funny
2: chip <laughs> uh, off the old
0: block <laughs> so
2: punny oh my gosh it is yes.
0: funny um because the thing that i have found with a lot of i love female artists I, do too. I, I absolutely love them and i don't think they get the respect they deserve i think it's a lot harder for an actual female artist uh, right. For one of the things, I don't need to know if you saw it, uh, but I guess I had the CMA Awards this past week, and they had Halsey and Kelsey Ballerini. I did yeah. see that. You shared it. That's actually I where I it. saw it. Yes. Okay. That isn't country music. I don't know what that is. Now, is it hot as hell? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it? But at the same time, that is what I feel like 90% of female artists that somebody thinks what a female artist has to do to be successful. Right. And I don't like that. I, I I like the fact that Ashley McBride doesn't look like everybody else. But besides Ashley McBride, and I, I won't even say Miranda Lambert, because I think she goes through her phases where she don't give a shit at all. Right. Everybody else, they almost look the same. Yeah, they do. They almost look the same. They almost sound the same. You don't really get... Carrie Underwood's got the voice, and she's just a beast by herself. But she still... She looks like the mama to all of the ones that are coming in now. Right. And I think that's is Nashville's way of having like a rotating door that when she gets too old, we're going to push her out to make her another Reba. And then we're going to have this next generation of long legs, nice chest, and all this stuff come in. And I just, that's not the way I see it. Like, I I, I don't like that at all.
2: I think, you know, and I really hope that, you know, things change. And I feel like in some aspects, I think it is changing in country music. But, I feel like that you shouldn't put us in a box and that we have to look this way or sing this way or sing this style music because in all actuality, I mean, yeah, I love country music and I, you know, I've always wanted to be a country artist. That's always my dream as a country artist. I want to be on the CMAs, you know, every year, but I don't want to be placed in a box. And I feel like that's what labels and things do is they place you inside a box and you're stuck there. And really, I mean, I hate to use this example, but Taylor Swift, I mean, she was in that box, but she broke the mold and she said, you know what? I'm not that. I'm not the country girl, or maybe I've I've grown out of that. And she went and did her thing.
0: I don't think Cheryl was a country girl. I don't either. Um, I think somebody heard her sing and said, you are a teenage white girl. Right. You're not ready for pop music yet. Let's go ahead and put you in this genre. Sing a song about Tim McGraw is your first damn song. Right. And you, you're you're rich. You're well, going to make a lot of people money. And that I wasn't like, her.
2: No. And I feel like she kind of almost broke the mold for kind of where country music is now with females. You know, there's like Kelsey mean, It's more of a pop-ish sound. It is. Sound. It's very poppy. You know, I think that Taylor Swift actually kind of broke that molding for country music artists to go in that direction. And mind you, I'm not saying that I love that style of music yeah. for country music. I like it pop and I like some of the songs, oh, yeah. but country music to me is, you know, your are Loretta Lynn and your Randy Travis and Dolly Parton. I like that style of music, but I'm not going to say that, you know, I like the stuff that's on radio now, but I pick and choose what I listen to.
0: <laughs> uh, I worked in radio. I'll tell you, I don't like the stuff that's on it now. It's a joke. Uh, well, you're, it is people, the charts and everything are lies now because nobody listens to radio. No. no. Uh, I mean, it's, I made a living off of it. I loved it. I love being able to talk to however many people at one time or whatever, but because of things in our hands, our phones, it's killed that it's, it's it's killed it. It has. Uh, it's very unfair because there's some very talented people that are still working in it. And there's a lot of artists that still need to get out that way because, uh, I'm gonna, I'm hoping that what I'm doing is an outlet for artists like you. Um, I don't know if you know who Joe Rogan is. I'm obsessed with his podcast and obsessed with just everything about this man. Well, he's a comedian. And one thing that he does is he has all these comedians on his show that nobody really knows about. Uh, Some of them have followings, but he's got such a huge following that once one of them come on, it explodes. Yeah. Okay. And I hope to do the same thing with artists that I think are talented. Is it's where this is an outlet to where... Now, you know, hopefully a couple thousand folks that didn't know Mag- Megan Fowler before this know you now. And because you can't get that on radio.
2: No, not you, anymore. You
0: can't. And you also had to play uh, the radio's games when right. you go on there to where how you did Ironic a while ago. And what was the other one that you did?
2: Uh, your Love by the outfit. Yep.
0: You couldn't have done that on country radio. But those songs, if you'd have played them on country radio, the telephones would have blew up. Right. They would have blew up and been like, did y'all say this girl's playing at Company Supply Friday night? Because that's what you perform. People are tired of of fake, and they're tired of being misled on stuff. that That's why with someone like you, uh, with Ashley McBride, with uh, Casey Musgraves, like – Women in country music, or whatever genre music you can do, just be you.
1: Right. Let the
0: mold, instead of you trying to fit into the mold, make your butts fit into you. Right. Like, it, it's like Sturgill Simpson. I don't know if you know who that is. Um, yeah. I'm obsessed with Sturgill Simpson. Do you know the story about him in the CMAs?
2: Um, I have heard it, but okay. I don't remember.
0: Sturgill had the number one country album like three or four years ago. Uh, it's yeah, the, or it's or the or Turtles are. All the Way Down album. Uh, his most downloaded country album that year, all this shit. And uh, he never even got nominated for an award. So when the CMAs took place, he went and stood outside of the CMAs on the corner with just him and his guitar and played to people walking up outside the venue as they slapped in the fl- face to it. Now he just came out with, and he did it on purpose again, he came out with a cut and grass, he did a bluegrass album. Number one, On country, right now on Mm -hmm. iTunes and every other platform, he's the number one artist. Mm -hmm. Didn't get nominated for anything again. Mm -hmm. So he went and put a yard sign in front of where the CMA was, and it was his Cutting Grass album, and it had the (laughs) phone number to the fake Cutting Grass company. And because it's a joke. it's Music is no longer about how good the music is as a popularity contest. And it's bullshit.
2: Well, and it's all about who the label wants to push, who they want to put money behind and who they believe in, who they think is going to be marketable. And, you know, because they look a certain way or because they sing this style of music, well, we're not going to push any money up under them. And I don't mean to talk to all of labels, but that's just how it no, is. No, that's
0: because that, it's, it's what's made money for them in the past. Right. But I, I'll tell you what's going to happen is every 20 something years, 15, 20 years, music takes a turn in its genre. It does. So like in the nineties, you had a big influx of, Southern rock and country together, and then it came like kind of the party crowd books and done and all this stuff, which was all-time great country music. Right. Then it rolled into about 05, whatever, and it started getting real poppy mm-hmm. because that's the way it took. It's fixing to get back to where that poppy shit is over with. Right. Like, you see people like Sturgill and Tyler Childers and mm-hmm. Cody Jinks and all these folks now, and... Artists like you that are actually can sing. Isn't that a crazy concept? Listening and going to see somebody in concert that can actually sing. I know. No. <laughs> I mean, it's weird. Shit. It's, it's almost like you, that's what you pay for the ticket for. It. Yeah,
2: exactly. Can't,
0: like Kane Brown. Right. I can't stand Kane Brown's music. People like him. It's so whatever. I'm not knocking his hustle. He's obviously making very good money at what he does. So right. there's a lot of people that like it. Listen to him live and listen to him in person. <laughs> I can't sing for shit. The good Lord knew not to give me any <laughs> musical talent. I'd have kids in every state. I just it just I would not be a good musician. I know I wouldn't be. Don't look at me like that. I just wouldn't be a good musician. <laughs> I know I'd get in trouble all the time. Morgan Wallen, the stuff he's going through right now. Yeah. I would be Morgan Wallen. Yep. Right. Without a doubt. But um with with that fuck, I forgot my with my point. I made a joke and I forgot my point. What did I say? <laughs> Literally life. Right I just lost my point. I don't even know what I was talking about. You were talking about how
1: um, country is fake and it's
0: taking a turn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, with people like you and uh, Ashley McBride and all these real artists that you can actually enjoy their music, that's what's next. Mm-hmm. There, there's People are so tired of that shit. You look back at the they 60s are. and 70s with all these acoustic artists that ended up having mm-hmm. bands after the fact.
2: Right. That's what it's going to be. It will, and I I think it's slowly taking that turn. It's just taking a while to get there.
0: Because it's it's so much shit has built up.
2: Yeah, it has. I mean,
0: you literally have to break a whole genre. I thought music was going to change with Jamie Johnson and Chris Stapleton.
1: Right. I, I, I thought that
0: it was when Jamie Johnson came out with In Color. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, here we go. Like, we're going back to real country. And they said, uh-uh, nah, we ain't ready yet. I think the people that are pushing it that way aren't the ones like Sturgill and Tyler and Cody Jenks on them. They're awesome. But it's those mid-level guys like uh, Luke Combs and Eric Church. They're pushing people to be like, we want to hear real country again. And then they're finding out about these other artists like Sturgill and them to where it's okay. Right. Well, I
2: mean, and I think even, you know, Luke Combs, On his records you can hear a band playing. Does that make sense? You hear all this stuff that's computer generated, you hear hear everything. Yeah. I mean you hear a band and it's like, oh wow, that's refreshing. And that's why I feel like that's why Luke Combs is so successful and he's he broke the mold. He's not your typical he doesn't look like your typical country guy. They've you know, Luke Bryan or Jason Aldean or whoever, they've, you know, made them look into a certain way and Luke Combs broke that. He's like, He
0: literally gave all of us gingers hope. he gave all of us fat gingers hope it's like i see his wife i'm good i just got to get some money
1: that's it i just got to i just got to make some money money
0: and i get to take one of those home with me exactly Exactly. uh I i think he which i don't know i've made the jokes before about that but he's such a good he can sing the phone book he can i mean he's one of those that i hope that he never ever gets too mainstream Right. Like, I hope that they never take, like what they did to uh, Luke Bryan.
2: Yeah, they destroyed, no, and a
0: lot of people's opinions, they destroyed Luke Bryan. They did. Those first two two or three albums of his are all-time just really they great awesome. albums. Yeah. And now, like, One Margarita yeah, and this well, other shit. Well, when they
2: started doing the um, Catfish Dinner, what is that song? Uh,
0: catfish Dinner. Yeah,
2: it's, he's singing about the, he starts out with the, uh, uh. And he goes, cook me up a catfish dinner. Winner, winner. Oh, oh so, um,
0: I know he's talking about. It's just. It's not knocking boots, but that one's horrible. Yeah, too. that one's
2: bad too. Uh, I, it's, mean, it's there is like,
0: a, I know which one you're talking about. Um,
2: I can't remember what it's called. Because oh, I've not
0: listened to it enough. Because it's so damn bad. Because it's. Um, I really think with them, though, or with him, I think he's one of those that he knew what he had to do to keep being successful. Right. And then I think he knew what the record label was telling him to do. It was going to definitely make him successful. Yeah. I don't think he bet on himself. I think he bet on what the record label was telling him. Uh, Because I'm telling you, I remember being 18, 19 years old, somewhere around there, when that We Rode in Trucks EP came out. And, oh, my gosh. That is so good. Yeah. And then uh, I do. Is it I do? Yeah, it's I do. It's do
2: I. Or do I. I do I. Do I, do I, is, I yeah, yeah,
0: Dang, <laughs> country better than we
2: do.
0: Sorry, I was looking in your eyes and I said I, I do. do. <laughs> I, said, I got lost. Uh, no, so those, I just hate that turn, And I hope that they never do that to Luke Combs.
2: I hope not either. I and just hope and pray that they do not. Because, I mean, even Brad Paisley, you know, Brad Paisley, he has a, you know, I think everybody has something that they are known for. They have some kind of, you know, style music or they sing about a certain way or sing a certain style or whatever it is. And Brad Paisley, you know, he had Mud on the Tires. He had alcohol. He had, you know, these really good songs, clever, yeah. funny songs. And now it's like he comes out with all these, like, I'm going to change the world songs. And you're yeah, like, Brad Paisley. Oh, no. Brad Paisley
0: just, <laughs> he went to Camargo. He went, because I don't know if you've ever heard it, but I mean, everybody has. You're a country fan. Uh, the he didn't have to be that yeah, album right. so it's like this dude used to be a badass and right. he was going the right way and then of course I don't know how much money it would take for me to sell out I'd like to find out <laughs> right so I mean I don't know maybe there's so much money in front of you I mean that, that's you the thing it? yeah, yeah. Uh, I respect artists that don't like Cody Johnson
2: oh heck yeah Cody
0: Johnson said to hell with it I'm doing it on my own it's uh you like Co Wetzel?
2: I don't know if I've heard any
0: of his. Oh, story. I'm gonna educate y'all when you get. are you're gonna love Cody Wetzel.
2: But Cody Johnson, oh my gosh! This all Texas
0: country is what I was okay, getting at. Well,
2: yeah. I love Texas country. I don't, and I'm gonna be honest. I don't listen to enough of it, but yeah. I do. When I hear it, I
0: absolutely love it. Uh, Texas country is, in my opinion. The next version of country, it's going to quit being what is called red dirt country, and it's going to be everywhere country. That's what we're actually doing next year. Our concert series next year is Mm -hmm. called Red Dirt Meets Red Clay. That's awesome. Um, So, like our, which we've got in January, we've got Mark Wills, Wade Hayes, and Brian White at Crazy Bull.
1: Heck yeah, Um, awesome.
0: Yeah, they're all doing their full band. uh, Each one of them. they probably all have the same band Mm -hmm. but they're all doing their own sets and they're coming on at the end of the night to do like a writer's round together or maybe not writer's round but they'll all be playing together so that'd be cool and then February the 15th February 19th we've got Creed Fisher Creed Fisher is a Texas artist what an awesome name when you hear his music (laughs) he's got a song called uh, it's uh, it's, it's, I can't remember I'm probably just talking about he's not going to change himself or whatever. Yeah. And like, then the hook of the song is like, I want a woman that uh, I can take home tonight that's going to leave in the morning because I won't be changing her last name or the way that I am. And oh, it's like, awesome. okay, sing to me, brother. Like, come on. <laughs> no, These guys that are from Texas, uh, I was watching this documentary yesterday. It's on Willie Nelson. Mm-hmm. Willie Nelson got kicked out of Nashville. Like, he was told he was garbage. Mm-hmm. He went back to Texas where he was from. And. Uh, Two or three years later, Willie's one of the biggest country stars in the world and will forever be a legend. And I think that resonated over to these artists in Texas still because the music you hear, not just from the males, but the females over there. Oh, yeah. There's some females over there that blow your mind. Now, the stuff they sing about isn't heartbreak. Uh, uh, Every song's got heartbreak in it. But these girls like singing about taking you home and... Right. Stuff like at, not
2: what you hear on mainstream. Yeah,
0: and then you're country. like, you're just sitting there as a man and just like drooling, <laughs> and because everyone, that's almost like when you hear a female do music for from a man's point of view, you're like y'all are nice to look at, but it's your voice. Mm-hmm. It's like when you hear a certain female's voice, you just close your eyes. But I don't care what she looks like, don't just <laughs> sing to me all night and. There's something extremely attractive about that, and uh, I mean Ashley McBride's. She's not the most attractive woman. I like that she's not though. I because I, I love like Janis Joplin and stuff like that. Janis Joplin's one of the ugliest things the good Lord ever created, <laughs> but could sing. Oh, yeah. oh my God! Ashley well, McBride she sing.
2: can sing. I. The first time I ever heard Ashley McBride was probably about five years ago. Nobody knew who she was. Yeah. I mean, people in Nashville did because she was a writer, and everybody respected her because they knew how good she was, but the world hadn't heard her yet. And I was up in Nashville, CMA Fest, and we were, a friend of mine and me were at a writer's round at the listening room, and she was playing, and she played, have you ever heard her song by Forty Four?
0: Yes. Oh, my God, I love this song. So,
2: you know, we'd never heard this before, and— we saw her play it, and we just our jaws hit the floor. We were, we looked at each other like, "Holy cow! What? What is that? Like, why is this not out there?" And then it, you know, a couple of years later, it she hit mainstream, and I was like, "Oh, praise Jesus! Finally!" I, I think
0: I think with a lot of those female artists have to do if they don't look like a Carrie Underwood or Kelsey Ballerini or somebody, I think they have to build up such a catalog of good music. To where it is impossible to tell them no
2: i, oh, I, I think
0: agree. that i think that that but I, I, it's also something really cool about that to me is like you're telling the system to go to hell her right. new album uh, with uh uh one night standards and martha divine mm-hmm. there's a song on there called shut up sheila and it is the sh- like why it's not out there right it blows my mind but it's also not mainstream right and I think that's what women have to do. I think that. Well, it they have
2: the prove you wrong mentality. Yeah, and exactly. It's like, you tell me no, well, I'm going to show you and you can't tell me no next time. God, <laughs> that's hot.
0: No, it is. I don't care what you look like. If you have that mentality. Right. It's like, no, nah, you can tell me no all you want to. But, but I'll
2: show you. Exactly. There's
0: something extremely, extremely cool about that. So uh,
2: when's your uh, show with Mark Wills, Wade Hazen? January
0: the uh, 15th.
2: Bless. Cool. January, Brian White, 15.
0: like 90s, Brian White. 90s, yeah, it's like century. Brian White, uh, Rebecca Lynn. Yeah, grew I up think in Brian, for, I've,
2: I've written with Brian Oh, time. no shit. Yeah, he's
0: awesome. He's cool. fantastic. No, we, uh, when we were booking the Creed Fisher show, the the group or whatever messaged us back. And it was like, hey, do you want to do this country rewind tour? Can you hook us up with a date for it in Macon? And I was like, who's on it? And they told me. And uh I like when I got the email back, I like jumped out my <laughs> damn chair because I was like, I'm gonna hang out with Mark Wheels yes. <laughs> like, and Wade Hayes and Rebecca Lynn was one of my favorite songs. Oh my god. For some reason, that's one of those songs that it was a sensitive ass song. But uh I just I always loved that song. Ring around, posing pocket. My of oh my god. It's like I don't know why I like it.
2: See, I love somebody else's star.
0: Oh, yes. Do you know that? It's Wishing kind of, it's on a someone else's Yeah, it's like
2: a, it's a sad song, I mean, to me, but it's The best so songs it, in
0: country music ever are a sad song. Oh, right. But yeah. it's
2: so good. So, so good. You
0: can, like with songs like that, I really feel like you get to see the heart of somebody here. Oh, yeah. And it might not even be the person that was singing it. But right. if you've ever looked at your friend and heard a song about this person's been through this. Like, right. this isn't somebody faking these lyrics for a song. Like, this person went through it. And that's with Mark and them, or especially with that song. Oh, yeah. They've been through it. No, mm-hmm.
2: for sure. I agree.
0: But, yeah, it's January the, the 15th. 15th. And, and it's going to, I'm excited about the it. Like, yeah, I'm going have
2: to come y'all have to it. you have
0: to. I'll get y'all tickets for it.
2: That'll be awesome.
0: Uh, You know what, too? No joke. We're going to need somebody to open that one. Whoa. Well, let me know. Like, no joke, (laughs) I've uh, I've already got an opener for Creed Fisher. We'll we'll probably need somebody to open that one. I'm all about, like, mixing, like, men and women at events, too. Because it it appeals to both demographics. Right. And, I mean, you're not bad on the eyes, and you're definitely not bad on the ears. Well, thank you. You could (laughs) could slay. You would slay in that environment.
2: Well, thank you. Because
0: it'll be... Because it'll be mostly people that are fans of nineties country 90s concert, music. So yeah. you got an older group, and then you know, there's you playing some '80s shit and some '90s shit, opening up. You get a crowd rowdy. <laughs> they be, might not even want to hear Mark Wills. <laughs> well,
2: thank you. I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I don't feel like I appeal to a younger demographic. I feel like my sweet spot is gonna be middle aged to older people, and I think it's maybe because I sing a lot of the older stuff yeah. or. I, mean, I, I don't know maybe I don't sound like mainstream country right now I'm not really sure but that's the people that I see that I guess come to most of my shows are gonna be like you know followers of yeah. mine they're gonna be middle-aged to older people you know why that's, that's awesome a, you know
0: why that's a great thing tell me why young people don't have money to spend
2: well I was hoping you were gonna say that because I was gonna say the same
0: thing yeah young people don't have money I, when I started doing stuff like like uh, five years ago I used to call bearded bastard on mm-hmm. social media. Well, I would go host, like, mud events or whatever, at mud parks and all this stuff. And I had this very smart person that I'm close with who's very successful in business. He pulled me to the side one day. He said, this is real fun. I know you're having a good time. You're getting to, you know, get out here and be in front of all these people, he said. But remember something, you are literally selling yourself to a group that does not have a lot of money. Right. Some of them now, the ones come out here, it's got forty, fifty thousand dollars side by sides or whatever. They got way more money than what they know to do with. That's why they got a forty, fifty thousand dollars side by side Or they just in debt up their Oh house yeah, oh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you, you, you never ever try to appeal to people who can't help you further your career right. or further what you're doing. So you doing that? Well, they've got more money. They probably got hooked up with private events and bars and everything. That's probably who you should be appealing to.
2: Yeah, I mean, I will say it's it's a lot of times it's younger kids, and then it jumps like several generations and goes to the middle age to older yeah. crowds. Just you know, teenagers. I mean, they just don't they don't listen to country music anymore. No. They listen to this booty popping I mean, trap music, yeah. basically. And I don't know, I don't listen to that stuff. I, I can't. can't tell you. <laughs> I can't. I uh,
0: like. You'll catch me every once in a while listening to a song. But it's, I probably don't even know the words to it. I just like the beat. Right. And it's very, very rare. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm 33, but I'm telling you, I feel like I was born in the 60s or something mm-hmm. compared to what... I, the reason I don't go to certain bars anymore is I go in and like a grandpa. <laughs> and I'm not that far out of my 20s. <laughs> right. But the music they listen to and how they dress, they might... The other day, we were somewhere and there was a girl in there. And she had to be <clears throat> between eighteen and twenty-two. I have seen women wear lingerie in private settings that had more fabric to what this girl had on in public. That's all. And, and like the eighteen-year-old me would have been like, "Hell yeah, girl!" But the thirty-three-year-old me's like, "I'm calling your daddy. Yeah. <laughs> like he don't know your ass is out in this right now, no. or he's beating the shit out of you."
2: Exactly.
0: Get oh, your ass back oh, home. I say
2: that all the time, I'm like. How do, they, how do these girls even walk out of the house without their dad, like, not snatching them up mm-hmm. and ripping them a new one? Because my, my child's
0: not going to have that option.
2: Oh, my dad would have been like, oh, heck no, you're staying your butt at home. You ain't yeah. going anywhere.
0: You don't like the type that ever would have wore or anything like that, though. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I was scared of my daddy. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to let you know that if I were to even ask or just show him the clothing, he'd have been like, mm-hmm. I'm going to wear your tail out and no. you ain't going anywhere. That's so. why <laughs> I,
0: my daughter, everybody picks on me because all I buy her is athletic clothes. Uh, she's got you. leggings she that's all she wears athletic clothes and, and uh, she's like everybody always picks on me they're like Josh she's gonna grow up to be a tomboy and I'm like so? what's wrong with I that? I fucking got friends that dress like tomboys and i they look super happy
2: well I'm gonna tell you right now I texted Lisa this morning I was like I gotta dress up for this deal today. You should. Have. <laughs> and I was, and she was like, "Well, he might be videotaping something." I was like, okay. "Oh yeah, the velvet <laughs> and I was like, "Cause otherwise, I would have worn a ball cap, no makeup, and leggings and workout clothes. Yeah. And I would come straight from the gym."
0: <laughs> you could have done that. Shit, that's <laughs> so, fine. I
2: mean, so you're doing something right with her because workout clothes well, are the most comfortable clothing.
0: <laughs> well, I don't, I don't let her wear makeup uh, I mean, or anything. She's nine. I was gonna say,
2: how old is she? She's yeah, nine. I, I don't. Know, let, I well, know
0: her the thing behind the makeup is, is. Uh, and from working in social media i see how bad it is but like i don't believe i hate that everybody has a false sense of what beauty is and then social media and everything pushes it like even the shit the other day, i never thought i'd be the dad that was like with kelsey ballerini and Halls the other night okay extremely hot extremely sexy and all this stuff but at the same time it's like Y'all overdoing it this little much, and you got kids that are seeing this.
2: Watching it, yeah. And
0: I'm not, like, for me to say that, you know, it's starting to get bad. Like, there's this, this, when you start glorifying things like that, I did not know. There's some girl that my daughter follows on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And this girl's like, what's her name? Right, I thought you and y'all looked at it together. She did, I have no idea. Uh, anyways, there's this. She makes millions of dollars a year, and she's like 17, 18 years old.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: And Carly Demilio, or something like that. I can't remember. But my daughter's gonna beat my ass for saying this because I'm talking <laughs> about her idol. And right. I was like, okay, I want to see because Gracie, this girl posts like shirts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, so I went to go look. Before I bought her one of the shirts because she is spoiled. She does get. Damn, and everything she wants well, because of course. She's, she's
2: daddy's girl. She's
0: she's in gifted, She's the best kid ever. She's a hell of an athlete. She listens. You literally can't ask for a better child. Like as bad as I was, I thought I was going to be screwed oh, with my child. Back. I'm but no, she's she's perfect. So when she asks for something, which is rare, like okay, you've been a really good kid. Let me hook you up. Yeah, I went and looked at this girl's page, and this girl is literally making money and she's being glorified for being kind of slutty at a young age it's very it's very disturbing
2: and that's that's what's scary to me about this next generation is I see girls you know, I remember what I looked like at 10 years old yeah and these girls are in full-fledged makeup yeah. like so, more than what I wear yeah. now and they have crop tops or bralettes on with a you know, jacket over you know, just over and you can see there's something I'm like, oh my daddy would have slapped me back on I,
0: I think about it. Gracie, I, I pick on her a lot. Like we give each other shit. Like me and her, we don't ever stop throwing punches. Like but it's it's our relationship. Yeah. We love each other. It's super happy about it. And so like I was picking on her the other day we went into uh Dick's and making and was gonna get her some shirts or whatever. There was a crop top in there. And she messed with me by like, I'm going to put this, like, I want this one knowing that I was fixing to bust her ass. Right. And uh, she's like, I just playing, daddy. I just playing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? She's so. The way that they want kids to dress or whatever, like, you're making them grow up too fast. Mm-hmm. Right, and I don't right. understand. I don't understand the reason behind that. Like, right let now. kids be kids. If we would have had that, which I say, wait, Lisa, how old are you?
1: 32.
0: Okay. If whenever we was in high school, you know what the hell we look like. There wasn't anybody that looked like they do now. I don't know if it's in the chicken nuggets or whatever the hell it is, but Um, everybody's progressing way quicker, um, whatever it is. And it's just, it's, they
2: inject, I'm I'm here to tell you, these companies, they inject hormones into these, you know, these, I don't know, preservatives and these hormones into these, Meats and your bread and all kinds of stuff and these kids. But then you look at, I mean, I hate to talk about health stuff, but at the same no, time, no, we can talk about health, stuff. I love you, talking about health stuff. You get, you know, kids that start, you know, having, you know, some kind of disease at an early age, and you wonder, oh my gosh, what, I mean, how they get that? Why, I mean, of all people, why couldn't somebody, you know, seven years old have got and yep. not this seventeen-year-old? But at the same time, I'm like, it's in the foods that you're eating. It's not, you know, you can't go to the grocery store. The only way you're gonna eat healthy and not get any of that stuff is if you eat straight from your garden. Are you vegetarian? I'm not,
0: but I was wondering if that was
2: I have Crohn's disease. Oh, and so I have to, I'm not
0: familiar with what that is actually.
2: So basically it's an inflamed part of your colon and things can, I mean, everything that I eat can get trapped in there and just inflame it more, but it's basically caused, I mean, they have never really come out with what causes it, but in the research that I've done is it's basically caused from all the bad things that are this injected like breads. I mean, you can't just eat, you know, it's not just wheat and yeast. It's all of these added things in there that your body doesn't know how to break down. And I've had to, I mean, I'm completely gluten free, dairy free because I can't eat all the stuff that's in it. I mean, my body will not let me. So it's, it's awful. I mean, and I try to, I don't want to like preach it on to kids or, you know, to people now. i no, I'm you like, should. I'm you, like should. If you don't know what you're eating. I mean, I'm going to give an example. My mother-in-law love her to death, but she eats all the you know crap that's out there basically now. And she has issues and health issues. And I'm like, I'm telling you if you would stop eating that stuff, if you would let me just put you on a diet for two weeks, you would tell it's a huge difference. But, you know, telling somebody who's almost seven years old, that is, you know, <laughs> we, a little bit set in your ways.
0: <laughs> we had a, we had a podcast Sunday night and it was me and two other folks. And, uh, all of us between the three of us had lost over 500 pounds
1: oh heck yeah me
0: and the dude uh that i'm real good friends with we started losing weight at the same time like three four years ago and uh we were both around 330 pounds right. and i just i fucking i felt horrible all the time mm-hmm. all the time so i finally went to the doctor and they're like mm-hmm. all right you gotta do something blood pressure's through the roof you were developing sleep apnea, all this type of stuff. Wow. Started losing weight. And what I did is for the longest time, I worked out, but I changed my diet. I changed my eating habits. There's a lot of things that I went for a very long time without eating, and I completely felt like a different person. And uh, more research and more stuff I, I really read and got in-depth on it was if you treat your body like an engine. Your, how it runs is off the fuel that you put in it. Your, oh, exactly. your food and your drinks are your fuel. So if you put stuff that is filled with preservatives, filled with sugars and everything, your body does not know how to break it down because our, right. our bodies have evolved over millions of years. Right. And they have training into what they can break down and what they can't. Well, in the past 50 years or whatever, with all these sugars and preservatives put in our stuff, that's why you're seeing all these diseases and everything because your body doesn't know what to do with it and it sits there it lays dormant and it becomes cancerous or it is it, all these other things when we just don't know it and the more people that figure out you're killing yourself by your diet right then it gets to i, I hate to hear people that like how you say push it on kids push that shit on kids oh, i
2: know you
0: need to i don't let grace eat certain stuff
2: yeah i mean it's I just see things that, you know, even adults are eating, and I'm like, you're slowly killing yourself. And I mean, I hate to say that. I mean, you basically, if I could, I would plant my own garden and raise my own cows or yeah. chickens or whatever. And it's the only way. What I grow because there's too many things added in all that we eat, and it causes cancer. It causes all these things, but the government doesn't want you to know this. The doctors no, don't because, want you to, because they don't make any money.
0: Because every study that is put out is done by a big food company. Right. Exactly. Right. You'll have. Pepsi pudding. Now, oh, Pepsi's way better than Coca Cola. Who funded it? Pepsi. But exactly. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's a joke. The best way your body the natural fruits, uh, see, or see uh, natural fruits. Uh, why can I not think of what grows? Yeah,
1: pub is delish. Oh okay, no, it's, it's <laughs> they use a lot
0: of natural. Fruit. Uh, I <laughs> so what is, what is it, what's fish and stuff called? Why am I drawing a blank? Fish and poultry and Yeah, uh no, it's seafood. See? Uh, Holy I like shit, I couldn't I, I couldn't remember that. what the word for seafood was. Holy shit, it I'm happens. losing my mind. Really? See, this is why you don't eat bad foods. You do <laughs> dementia. Holy shit. no fruits, seafood, uh natural are meats that are farm grown. Right. Uh farm fed without the preservatives of you need to read the labels on the back of the stuff. There's so many things that say "diet" and there's so many things that say "light." They are horrible, horrible for you. you. Oh, they are. Yeah. I
2: just, it's just horrible. A lot of that, vegetables you know. too. Oh yeah. I see.
0: I, I left out vegetables. I have to do better on my veggies.
2: I mean, I will I tell you. Veggies. I mean, I'm not saying that you're. You know, that everybody's prone to Crohn's disease or whatnot, or you know, they might be more prone to cancer or different another disease, but yeah. you know. I ate all that stuff growing up. Now, I'm, I'm not a picky eater. I love every vegetable known to man. I love it. I, I'm just not picky. I was I, made to eat I growing was. up. and Very. Very picky.
0: Oh, God. You corn dogs. <laughs> I think I ate corn dogs and hamburgers and hot dogs. If you could nuke it, I would eat it. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm surprised. I have IBS now real bad. And I think okay. that yes. that's what it's from. Because yeah. it every once but, in a while, there's something that I eat. And when I eat Whatever it is, and I ain't got a damn clue, I've got, I'm going to be at my house for a month. I'm yeah. not leaving my house because I'm in so much pain. Right. Like, it sucks. It
1: sucks. It and I,
0: I honestly think, because IBS, I believe, is a new disease. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think in the past 50, 60 years
2: right. is when it
0: really came around. And I think it's just because of the shit you put in your body.
2: It is. Oh, I completely agree. Anything, you know, you put in your body. I mean, I ate all that crap growing up. You know, that was bad for me. You know, I good stuff vegetables and fruits too but i ate some of the bad stuff and now i can't even eat the good stuff for me because it bothers me
0: yeah
2: and you know it it sucks so i'm more a believer in natural holistic medicines and oh yes high five
0: on that one air high five
2: Like god gave us this things that we need to heal our bodies and i don't believe in some of these medications like okay well i'm going to put this medicine in my body and it's going to take away one symptom, but it's going to cause something else. And Thank you. Amen. I'm like, you
1: know, hey. like, <laughs> no. this it's, is it's a joke. If
0: you ever get put on one type of medication, it's going to have side effects. At yeah. least yep. like you said, some, another medication, right? All it is. And why people don't get it, big pharma is not in the business of healing you. If they yeah. heal you, they're, gonna make they're, any out money. Of a, they're out of, they're out of a, yeah. a, a customer, right? You know, they want you to remain sick. Oh, yeah. uh, there's a girl that, that is part of us that she works for us and she's having some issues and she's trying to detox right now. Cause I talked mm-hmm. to her for a long time and showed her some stuff about coming off of this medicine and it's going to suck for the first month because your yeah. body craves it. You're yeah, addicted yeah, you're to addicted. it. Yeah. You're literally the de- same way, maybe not as hard as like a crack addict or whoever. Right. But when you have been taking a prescription medication, your body goes into shock. Yeah, you you literally are going to have pains dealing with it, but after you get out of that and your body's running back naturally the way that it's supposed to, you feel so much better. I'm right. get I've been getting on my ass like the past two or three days because uh I got with my weight loss I got all the way down to two ten. Then the past year I've been going back from like two twenty to two thirty five, and mm-hmm. like ever since I started opening up on studio, I've ate nothing but fast food, and. I am going tomorrow to get a refrigerator put in there with nothing but the good stuff that I need to be eating.
2: Because it, it's it. just
0: been convenient. It's, it's convenient. Just, it's
2: convenient. And, it but, I,
0: but I can tell just in a month's time, I'm dragging again. Like I'm feeling like shit again. It, it'll it do hurts. it to
2: you in a heartbeat. It will. I, it's. Uh, I'm just thankful my daddy made me eat growing up and I ate. I mean, literally, maybe it's just, I mean, my daddy believed in discipline. And he said, Look, I'm going to fix your plate. Obviously, helpings that I can eat. It's not like large helpings, but as a kid, I ate them. And if I didn't eat something on my plate, he gave me a chance to eat it. If I didn't eat it, he wore my tail out and I ate it anyways. I do this <laughs> to
0: my daughter. Me, <laughs> yeah, me and cool Gracie literally fight about this all the time. I always tell her, well, Gracie, you're going to eat it one way or the other. One of them's yeah. with your ass crying and eating, another one's just you eating it. Like just suck it up and eat it, yeah. because you cannot eat all this bad shit. No. I very much commend your father for that. He,
2: I, I give it to him. His dad did it to him, and he did the same thing for me and my brother. And I, but I'm grateful for that now because I'm like people, you know,
1: that are picky eaters. Lisa, I love you. I used, I used <laughs> to flush the good stuff down the toilet when I was a kid. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but
2: and then I got caught. <laughs> well, no, there were a few times I got caught because tomatoes. I didn't like tomatoes. Yeah. I still don't like a raw tomato. I, uh, I love them cooked. I love. Anything, I loved tomato soup. It's my favorite soup. But I don't like a raw tomato. But growing up, my dad he would stuff tomatoes and bake them in the oven. And I remember having that as a child one time. And I would like get the, get the stuff out of it and eat that. But then if I had to like eat the tomato, I would like chew it up and spit it in my napkin. Mm-hmm. So I would keep getting more napkins and more napkins. Finally, they caught on to it and they found it all piled in the trash can. And they were like, "Do it again, we're gonna make you eat it out of the trash." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Oh, we my not bad. Like that anymore." My
0: bad. <laughs> Well, uh, well, I very much appreciate both y'all coming in today. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, give them a shout-out for Jags and everything one more time with your event and stuff this weekend, just where they can find the best piece in making that. Real All
1: fast. right, so we're located on 1635 Montpelier Avenue in Mercer Village. We were doing, like you said, a Halloween homecoming bash. It's uh, Mercer's home, one and only home football game this season, and it happens to be homecoming and Halloween. So we're doing that outside from 7 to 10, bunch of fun, Couple specials, shot specials, and all that kind of cool stuff for us adults. Um, but yeah, come check us out. Best pizzeria in town. <laughs> Absolutely,
0: bet. I'm telling you. And
1: wings. Yeah,
0: I've got a buddy that has a pizza place downtown, and I've told him. Better Y'all's step up. Better. <laughs> is, uh, those, that is, a lot of
1: places been copying a lot of things that I've been doing too, so that kinda makes me feel, you know, pretty good that Lisa knows what she's doing. I'm the new doing. dog in town. And, I know. you know you're
0: doing I'm telling you, this you're doing it's very fun. good. I always know when I go to making if I it's y'all yeah. and sushi.
1: You better see me <laughs> it's <coming> y'all <laughs> and sushi. Pizza
0: and sushi. I would That's pick it.
1: sushi over me any day though, honestly.
0: <laughs> well show y'all are y'all got showguns right up the road. We do. And I'm telling you showguns is
1: Appetizers if or you're ever in oh, Warner Robins, way. go to Sushi Thai. I have that I, is the I really best. I
0: really like it. I like oh, showguns so better, but sushi tie's pretty damn good. Yes. The Bruce Lee roll.
1: Yes.
0: Oh, it's so good. It's good. I'm gonna get
1: that on the way home.
0: <laughs> oh, that does sound good. Well, Megan, drop your uh stuff one more time in case I didn't catch it at the beginning.
1: Uh
2: Meganfowlermusic.com is my website. All my links for social media are on there. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. So go follow me. Thanks for having us. Thank y'all thank for you. your ladies,
0: for being here, and uh can't wait to hear more from y'all. And thank all y'all for listening to Politics, Religion and Whiskey, the Josh Terry.